Hi, I'm Sheila. I'm Brandon. And we're the proud parents of five children. And you can follow us on Instagram at MyWilliamsBrood. It's time for the podcast. Sweet. I think it's time to talk. So, you've got kids. It ain't easy. We've got five. Oops. This This is is parenting. Parenting. In this podcast, we get down to the nitty-gritty of day-to-day parenting. The small triumphs. The huge fails. And the little surprises. That make it all worth it. Hey, it's Brandon here. And Sheila. And thanks for joining us for another episode of This is Parenting. (laughs) This This is is Parenting? parenting? Yeah. (laughs) Um, which you thought of a, a funny acronym for our show this week, which I, I got a kick out of, which is what? BS Tips. BS Tips, because Brandon and... Sheila. This, this is, is parenting. parenting. So you're getting <laughs> BS Tips here. Welcome to BS <laughs> Tips. <laughs> um, what are we talking about today? Um, uh, some toddler talk and some going from one to two kids, maybe? Yeah. Well, big news. Some big news is that uh, your sister... Yeah, my sister had a baby, yeah. a second baby this Her week. Her second baby. Second baby. And uh, it's a little girl, healthy little girl, born yeah. in Canada. Second girl, second girl. They're still thinking of a name. Um, yeah, they are. They don't know yet. They don't know yet. That's always that's always interesting because you and I always had names oh, yeah, we immediately, had like for months before. Um, it's like some people do that with dogs, too. Like some people, I think, are like, I'm going to get a dog. And when I get a dog, his name will be Rover, right? <laughs> they tell you the name of their dog before they even, like years before they have a dog. That's if true. I ever have a dog, I'm going to have a dog named When Rover. a lot of people are coming up with kids' names, they're like, no, nah, it's a dog's name. Well, that happened to us. <laughs> that's true. Most names. And then, um, but they, then some people just get a dog and be like, what's your dog's name? Like, I haven't named him yet. That's true. Yeah, don't know. Dog. Actually, we had a cat growing up named Black Cat. And then it had a mother, mm-hmm. and we called it Mama Cat. <laughs> That's uh, really original. It's funny, didn't we? You had a dog and uh, Maltese or, or or Catone Cross or something we're calling it. It was a Maltese. But you wanted to call it Kevin. Kevin. Uh, that was yeah. I wanted a human name, and I'd never heard of a dog named Kevin. But then no one, like my roommate at the time, was like, "You can't name a dog Kevin," so we split the difference and named him Fred. But it turns out Fred's actually a pretty common name for a dog. <laughs> really? Yeah. See, I didn't know I've that. I've known several people with then a dog you, named you Fred. you named your 12-point elk Kevin. Kevin, yeah. yeah. Which is in our attic now. Yep, thank God. Thank God. Just wanted to get that elk out of the house. <laughs> oh, wait, no, that's you. So anyway, congratulations <laughs> to your sister. That's right, and that's your, right. Uh, um, and her husband. Yeah. What, what is that? What's happening with our kids this week? Merrick's getting published. Our oldest is getting published in the U.S. Young Writers, which we thought was like this huge honor. It and is it, a huge honor, isn't it? It is. It is. But it turns out there's like quite a few kids getting published in their school. Yeah, but that's because we have such a good school that that's they go true. to. That's true. Let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> 70 kids from every school across the nation. <laughs> um, yeah, the Young Writers of America. So that's exciting. He's pretty excited about that because he wants to be a writer. And I was the butt of his joke in the story. That's true. You were. It's, oh, yeah, it's a story right. about going down to the basement and this terrible monster he heard, and he turned around, and it was horrifying. And it turned out it was his dad, <laughs> who apparently uh, looks like a monster. Apparently. His red yeah. eyes, really scary face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and something else happened this week with Merrick, oh, yeah. which I got a call from you. I was at work, 
And um, you said, well, I, you, you said, I just got a call from the school nurse about Merrick. I was like, oh, no, what's wrong? Is he sick? What's going on? And you, you tell the rest okay, of the story. First, when they call you from the school, and, and smartly so, they call and they say, the kids are okay. Because you automatically assume as a parent when your school nurse is calling that something is wrong with one of your kids. But um, so she said, oh, it, it's um, the kids are okay. And then the first thing, second thing she says to me is, this is a first for me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. And, of course, it was one of our kids. And it was our oldest, nonetheless. So she says, Merrick stuck something in his ear to get rid of ambient noise in the room. Weirdo. <laughs> and it's now jammed into his eardrum. And by something, she did say paper. Paper. It wasn't like he stuck old avocado in his ear. <laughs> Although he's so adverse to eating vegetables, I wouldn't be surprised if he shoved it in his ear. Yeah. And um, it's still there. And it's still there. So it she's had a huge out. thing. I mean, our kids, will, or, or Merrick at least at the oldest right now, will do anything to get out of... <laughs> class, right? No, I don't think that's what it was. I think he was just getting annoyed with people talking around him. And he was probably bored thinking about anime. Okay, but then <laughs> but then when he got home and he found out that I knew, he was mortified. He was so upset with the nurse. <laughs> he was like, I can't believe she told you that. And I said, why would you do that? He's like, oh, he's just so bored. And I, I didn't sometimes know he was I mortified. Like, oh, he was totally mortified. <laughs> and and he, said, he was like, I, I don't know, I was just bored and I just sometimes just want to get out of there. I was like, oh, so you were just making it up or doing anything you could to get out of the room. He's like, what class was it? Of, oh, who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I don't even know what class it was. Well, that's terrible. I didn't know it was because he was bored. I thought it was because he was genuinely no, like, no, wanting no. to get rid he of the sound. He was just trying to do anything to get out of the room. I and I didn't know it mortified room. him. Oh, and yeah. then so when I came home, what did yeah. I do? Oh, yeah, Brandon. <laughs> so Merrick didn't know I had told his dad. So his dad, when his dad got home, uh, he, he just like stuck a really long piece of paper towel in his ear he was like, Merrick, man, just can't stand that ambient noise sometimes. you got to put things in your ear. And Merrick looked up and saw Dad with this massive piece of paper towel in his ear, which was And then he turned hysterical. bright red. I'd love to make my children feel bad about themselves. I think that's a, a, go- a running theme. Oh no, he's just breaking his balls, and it's good to be a ball breaker. It teaches them that you should break people's balls it's it's a way to bond <laughs> oh, yeah. with that's male bonding at its best well i mean it, when you do something that silly like i had said to the nurse wait a minute what i did that when i was like three i put something up my nose food up my nose or cotton up or pee or something up my nose and and i'm like my 12 year old did what <laughs> so anyways <laughs> yeah. it's you would think it would be like a, your youngest that would do that yeah what else oh yeah it's chinese new year this week this past week and Liv came home to, to remind me that it had been Chinese New Year. And she was like, oh, Mom's Chinese New Year, you know. She learned it at school. Yeah. She was like, there's all these different signs every year. And Jake and her had a conversation about, well, it's every month. And there's all these animals that represent everyone. And so she learned about all these animals for the Chinese New Year. And she said, you know, I, I picked the rooster for Mommy because the roosters are really strong. And I was like, oh, that's sweet, honey. And she goes, yeah. And I picked... An ox for daddy because oxes like to relax. Uh-huh. <laughs> what does that mean? I was like, your dad might what does like that mean? the term that he's an ox, but not because I'm I'm a lazy <laughs> fat cow. <laughs> I just started laughing at that. I was like, oh, wow. that's sweet. Oxes are strong. She's like, because daddy likes to relax. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just couldn't. Even... <laughs> 
Maybe it's because I am I'm chill. That's why. Oh, let's go with that. Yeah, that's You're why. very chill. Well, <laughs> you're definitely a, a rooster. <laughs> that's right. I wake everyone up in the morning screaming. <laughs> um, oh, oh, uh, some news on the shop front. He, the baby, is now not only getting naked in his crib. Right. He can now climb out of his crib. So he's driving me even more nuts because he likes to just get naked in the bed and then get out of the bed. And so let's talk about house. this. So for people who are who have kids that are starting to climb out of the crib, which happens around. Mm-hmm. Well, it happens, you know, Liv was actually Reese was climbing out before any of them. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think Reese saw Merrick do it. Right. Merrick taught Reese at a very young age. And I think Reese was like 18 to 20 months. And Reese is the athletic one. Right. Well, they're all athletic, but Reese is very, um, you know, athletically He's a little monkey. Yeah, he's a, yeah, thank you. And so he was getting out so early. So I remember us having to get the that Ikea bunk bed that you can flip on its Right, we got a bunk bed. And, but didn't we get, and I think they, we looked online because, you know, the, the issue when you have, and parents can agree with this or they're maybe wondering what to do about this. Um, they used to make a netting. It's a crib tent. They still have them. They make, I, no, because I remember trying to order it or going to Bed Bath & Beyond, and they had just banned it. Banned it or something. Right, because kids were <laughs> I still have friends themselves. that use that, I, I guess. I don't know. I, de- I had friends who I knew used that. And but I, it's literally like... I thought it was a great idea. A, pri- <laughs> a prison for your baby... You stay in here and you zip them in this netted choking hazard. Well, so, I mean, it looks really pretty. I mean, right now at this point, I'm like, do we have a piece of wood we can stick on top of there and just hammer it? Yeah. And, Nail I mean, them in. So I and get padlock it. Them I into get it. We wanted cell. the darn tent. And then it was, of course, we couldn't use it. So if you buy it somehow online and morally, you're like, oh, great. Well, I can't. You can't use it. But yeah, I'm just. But it's a tough time because, you know, you put them to bed and before you could. They knew it was time to go to bed or they would cry it out mm-hmm. because we're a big believer in letting them cry it out instead of comforting them and holding them all the time, which you may disagree with. But it's worked for us <laughs> to just walk away. And wow. um, not all the time. They're freaking out. You know, you got to go comfort them. But now you put them into bed. They're like, I don't want to go to bed. And then five seconds later, they're like in the living room. Hi, daddy. Hi, daddy. I'm out. You're watching TV? I'm out. Yeah. You know, it's funny. And I think I realized it the other day. Like, I get so mad when he crawls out of bed. I'm like, you do? back. Yeah, I get, I'm like. I think it's kind of adorable. I'm like, get out of bed. I'm like, get back in bed. Of course you do. Because you're not dealing with it or not here. If you're away yeah, this am. week working. No. But, but, oh, you mean during nap time. <laughs> yeah, night, during though, nap it's time. It's kind of cute. When that, well, that's the thing. So I get so annoyed during the day. I'm like, get back in bed. Or even at night when I'm trying to get him to go to bed. But when he gets up in the morning, we're like, oh, you got out. You're so cute. Yeah. We didn't have to come get you in there. He wants to cuddle. And so I think that's what it is. Like when he's going to bed, he has that same reaction. He's like, mom, I got out. And my reaction is not the same as his because I want him to go to sleep. Right. And not just wake up. So I think it's this kind of, I mean, I was getting angry. Like, it's time to go to bed. You know, why do you, you know, I, I spent 45 minutes yesterday sitting with him on the potty for him to go number two on the potty before bed because I know he likes to go bedtime. And so we're getting past this like one thirty mark, and I'm like, all right, I got to put him down. And the second I put him down with his pull up on, he poops. Hey, mom, I pooped. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I'm getting so frustrated, and he's climbing out of the curb. Hey, mom, I pooped. Maybe he's like me. Like 
I don't really have to go to the bathroom until I leave the house. <laughs> so That's he doesn't true. really have to go to the bathroom until he actually lays and down. And I got to give bed. you credit because you pretty much know where every possible bathroom is yeah. to go, especially in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> So if you ever need to know that, yeah. Brandon can make you <laughs> a list. Give me an email. I'll tell you where the best bathrooms in Manhattan are. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so it's funny a Williams family trait. <laughs> well, except for our middle child, he refuses to go anywhere else but home. I know a lot of people like that will only go at home. It's really weird. And he waits till, like, I tell everyone it's time to brush your teeth and get ready for bed. He will go into the bathroom to, to go number two while everyone is going in there to brush their teeth. It's, Why would I go in my own home and it's there are almost perfectly every, good ones everywhere else? Every night he does it. It's driving me insane. I'm like, stop. Yeah. That's good, though. Oh, goodness. You know, I was thinking, going back to my sister, who's now going from one to two. <laughs> going from one baby, one baby to two. Okay, to let's, two. First, let's first remember the world of one baby. I got to, like, rack my brain here. No, we, I, can, we, I can remember. We lived in the city. It when was we had heavenly. One. It was, and we would go on... Dates and just have the baby next to us sleeping in the crib in a, in or, a car. And even if you have one kid, what, what's great about only having one kid, yeah, is that if you go out to eat or you go anywhere, one person can take care of the kid while the other one enjoys their meal, and then you trade off, or you're yeah. both just doing a little bit, and you can still go on like vacation. And Remember, they, we, when went they were to, born, we went to first born to Germany. Sleeping. They're sleeping with all our the time. kid. Yeah. Remember, we went to Berlin. We, I mean, I know for first time parents, we had some random, you know, German, only speaking German babysitter, babysitter take care yeah. of our baby in a hotel. Oh so <laughs> this might upset some parents out there, but if you only have one kid, you're not really a parent. <laughs> <laughs> you have a child I that know. you take care of, but it, do, it, it definitely opens up a whole new world once you're playing, you know, well, man on man. It's also, it's, yeah, exactly. Like when you have one, it's. It's two on one. One yeah. person doesn't have it; the other one does. You can right. still go to the bathroom by yourself when somebody else deals with the other kid. Yeah. With the kid, you and know, you don't feel bad if you're like, "I'm going to go out to the gym" or "I'm going to go hang out." You don't mm-hmm. feel bad like leaving just one kid with the other one, right? Because yeah, it's just. But when there's kid. two, you're kind of like, eh. "I remember <laughs> after we had two kids, yeah. you were taking a class at night, and you went to go take your class, oh, my improv class." Yeah, and I was like, yes, and I was like. It was like my first time with just two at home, I think. <laughs> oh, right? gosh. Do you remember yes, this? This yes. is a great story. Okay. So, let's first say that our oldest two are 15 months apart. Right. So they're, so really they're close very in close in age. So so, and our oldest took a while to walk. So he was, he was yeah, they this were This is very, literally, yeah. as soon as our youngest gets potty trained, this will be the first time in a decade we haven't had someone in diapers, it seems. Am I wrong about that? No, that's that's definitely right. <laughs> that we're constantly for a decade. I have changed crappy diapers, but anyway. So you left, and I was having a great time. Two little boys. They and I gave them a bath, gave them dinner, they gave them a bath, and so they're taking their bath. And we had a small apartment in the city, and and <clears throat> I took them both out. I'm drying them off, and I take Merrick in, and I put a diaper on him, and then I. Go start drying Reese off, mm-hmm. and Merrick. So Reese is standing at this point, right? Yeah, Merrick yeah, is standing, and Merrick <clears throat> poops in his diaper, and I go, "Oh, let me." Uh... And so I start like immediately as soon as he's like all warm and toasty. He's like, "Thanks, Dad. I'm gonna poop in this diaper now," yeah, of course. which nice I was actually clean. thankful for. He nice didn't do it in clean. the tub. Yeah, of course. So I'm there. <laughs> that happens too. <laughs> I'm changing him, and Reese is running around naked, which kids 
like wet dogs do. love to run around when they're oh, out yeah. of the shower naked. naked. Time. Yeah, naked they're time. going crazy. It's like their favorite thing to do. So Reese is running around, and then right in the hallway, he freezes while I'm changing Merrick's diaper, diaper, and he and he he spreads his leg, and I looked on his face, and I could tell by the way he was squatting, he was about to poop on the floor, and I go, no. Don't no no, and he's looking at me like, sorry, Dad. And sorry, just, he could care less. He just goes right on the floor there, and I was like, ah. And of course, back to our dog. Now Fred. you're changing Merrick, yeah, yeah. So back to our dog Fred, I was, <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm just gonna finish up, and then I'll go clean up the floor and Reese. Yeah. But I didn't have to because my dog, Fred, oh, just went and cleaned so the floor when for me. he told me, I was like mortified. Yeah, it's the most, yeah, it was disgusting. Oh, <laughs> so gross. Then we gave the, we had to put the dog down, obviously. But, uh... <laughs> no. no, not for like many years. Like... I actually didn't even have to Ma- use We didn't do that until the, the dog was, was pooping good. on the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, anyway, that's uh, my, my great story. And I can't wait for our... Uh, your brother-in-law, my brother—is he my brother-in-law? Is that what I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother-in-law yeah. to experience that. I know his first night alone with difference. two. <laughs> yeah, that's the crazy thing for sure. And they're so their daughter is two, so they have any more. So it's almost a little like our oldest two, or maybe even our second oldest, Reese, and the middle right. in age because they're about twenty months apart. So it's a, it's a, yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> Well, it's fun. and you're cooking two different types of food. Yeah, you kind of. What else can we say about that? Um, Why two? Di- well, yeah, because well, you're making baby food well, and you, normal you know, you food. Baby food and, then... and the normal food for the older one who has teeth, so they can eat different food, and yeah, it's just insane. And then I find you almost don't even eat. But I find with two, what I had to do as a mom was just carry the one baby around with me, like everywhere around the house. I just had a kid in the yeah. Bjorn or the Ergo at all times, the Bjorn. Yeah, and then you also you have to placate the other, the older child, because they're like kind of freaked out. Like, who's this new creature getting all the love? I know. My sister said that the she was like her little daughter, two year old, uh-huh. was like, "Oh, she's so sweet." And then and my stepmother said, "And she's gonna go home with you." And she said, "No, <laughs> no." And so my sister's a little worried now to see what it's gonna be like. But yeah, that was another thing I, I think that uh, I like to remind people of going from one to two is that. Every once in a while, it's good to let the older one have you, you know, see you let the baby cry for a second and give the attention to the older one. Just because otherwise you kind of see them like, you know, just gently nudging the baby or what my kids like to do is like swing the baby in the swing as like hard as they could. Yeah. Or like you got to be careful. Try to put a blanket on them really nicely. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, yeah, they can get a little physical. I'm helping her feed or I'm helping her, you know, or uh, something else I did, which I totally forgot, is that I would get like for my for Liv, our daughter, when I had my um, our last baby, I I got her a doll so she could pretend to like be the doll or have her own doll so that she could do those things that I was doing. I don't know if she really took to that, though, as opposed to, well, Jake did probably more than she did because I got Jake a doll, which you hated because you were like, he doesn't need a baby girl doll. You remember that? I got him a doll and you were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That was weird. It <laughs> really it... worked. They're really sweet to each other now. <laughs> so not true. He's so mean to her. It's ridiculous. He loves his older brother and wants to be best friends with him, but he like tortures her. Yeah. But yeah. And, and I mean, so maybe my doll technique didn't even work. But I think that... But that is something you can do. I think it helps. You know, 
in some ways when they're babies because what happens is they want to do what mommy's doing. They want to help the baby too. And so if they have their own baby, they can do it as opposed to trying to smother the newborn baby, especially when they're so little, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you're out and about, you can switch it up, have the younger or the older kid in the ergo or bajorn and... um, uh, and then, you know, have the baby in the stroller. So they feel the closeness to mommy, too, when they're out. I'm excited for them, though. I think it's going to make them... Uh, two two children, as opposed to one yeah. child, yeah. I think it grounds you. It, it does. Like, one kid makes you grow up and like be like, real... oh, I have responsibility now. But two kids really makes you go, oh, right. I'm in this. here, <laughs> and I'm here for a reason. Yeah. This true. is why I'm on Earth. And and you kind of feel, uh, it, I don't know if you felt this, but once you have your second child, I'll be like, all right, well, I have, I have duplicated myself. That's true. And my partner, so I can die now. Especially you, because for the first two, they were boys. <laughs> they were both boys. Yeah. <laughs> I had to yeah, wait till the whatever. fourth to feel like I duplicated myself. But... Well, not really duplicate. You know what I mean? I've replaced <laughs> yeah. myself. Now I have to just grow one of them to be as good as me. Yeah. And then I can die. This is also where our pacifier, no pacifier, or to us, actually, what, what, how did we, it was a pacifier, but we didn't like the passy or pacifier word because it sounded too close to another word. So instead, we started calling it a... Well, Binka is the brand. A Binky. Right? Well, Binky is the brand, but Merrick called them was it Binka because he no, couldn't say Binky. So we just started calling them Binkas. Which we sometimes called a ninja because the autocorrect auto on your phone, anytime you're like, where's the Binky? And that was, that was, no, 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 that I was. can't find it. That was when you were at your class and <laughs> and, and I couldn't find, find the, the dang pacifiers and they couldn't go to bed. And so I was texting you in class. I was like, Where, where's the Binky? <laughs> and I kept typing Binka and it kept replacing it with ninja. <laughs> it's a ninja. <laughs> And I was like, so he's damn it, me like, not the ninja, the ninja. He's texting no, me like, the ninja. Fuck. I get all these things. They're like, ninja, ninja, ninja. Where are the ninjas? I was like, what is he talking about? I'm getting attacked by ninjas. I was so confused. And then, of course, we figured it out. And so it, we bounced back and forth between Binka and ninja. So people are weird about pacifiers, too, just so you know. Some people are all for it. Some people aren't. You know, uh, it's always like like your dad was always like, take that out of his mouth. Like, really? Why? My dad was like that? Yeah. He's too old to have that in his mouth. I'm like, come on, he's seven. <laughs> Meanwhile, <What are> <laughs> I go back and I look at our childhood pictures. We had those, like, massive pacifiers, and they were, like, wrapped around our neck all, all the time in all of our family pictures. Yeah. I'm like, how old was I there? Like, three or four, and I have a pacifier around my neck? Like, yeah. really? When I was a kid, we used corn <laughs> on the cob. Like, an old, that's how old I am. <laughs> and so old socks. Old. You used to shock. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, but it, some people use them, some people don't. You know, here's the thing. If you have... Your kids are like four years apart and your kid's like subdued and never cries. It makes sense to me. Our youngest never had a pacifier. He was a calm, relaxed baby. He didn't whine and cry. No one could kind of wake him up. He was used to to noise. It was fine. He did not need one. But when we had that one to two oldest and the second oldest kids, they were 15 months apart, and I was flipping out if one was asleep and the other one was crying, waking him up, that pacifier... It was like my saving grace. Yes. I was very pacifier's thankful good. for the pacifier. So, pacifier's good or pacifier's bad? Give um, us your pros and cons. I think that uh, pacifiers can be great because when you have two kids close together and one's crying, they can help soothe them. And the, the kids have the need to suckle. And if you're dealing with one kid over the other one and you can't, you know, help that out, sometimes pacifier can help. Sometimes if kids take to their hands first, 
I would kind of let them do that. Although, I mean, like I said, pros and cons, you can take away a pacifier at a certain age. We took them away at three for all of our kids. It was just kind of like a throw them all out and they don't need them anymore. Uh, the problem with pacifiers sometimes is that you can they can lose it in the middle of the night and you hear them crying and you got to go in and find the pacifier and get back the pacifier. Yeah, and you sucks. lose them. They're always dependent on it. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Um, uh, and when they do give it up, that's a great thing. You can take it away. So that's a, definitely a pro to it. But if you um, take it away, sometimes they need that and associate that with their nap. So replacing it with something else like a doll or blanket right. or something different or a new bed would probably be helpful. All of our kids kind of give them up at three, three years old. I'm a big fan of the pacifier. And uh, our last one didn't take the pacifier. Which I didn't feel like he needed. He didn't. So if you um, don't feel like your he kid... He self-soothed himself. Not yeah. Just actually he didn't do anything. He, at first he sucked on his hands and I was like very happy bit, for it. But, but he really was much. just a calm, relaxed kid. If you have yeah. one of those kids, try and just avoid... the jackpot. Yeah, just avoid the pacifier, I would say. Just so you don't have to find it every night. Right. Like, we really did not deal with that at all with our youngest. Right. Having to get up in the middle of the night and get a pacifier. And as always, look... These are BS tips. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brandon and Sheila, this is parenting. But, you know, we're not professionals um, as far as being trained except for the school of hard knocks, just having five kids. Okay. So, you know, if you find this helpful, that's good. Um, let's move on to the mailbag. Mailbag. Oh, yeah. We got some questions this week. That's right. I was kind of stoked um, about that. Okay. So um, our first question to do, uh, which I, I actually like this question, is... Uh, how do you deal with it when your kids don't listen to you or they blatantly ignore you? Okay, I really find that they ignore me much more often than they do you, which is very frustrating because I'm with them all the time. But uh, for me... You're not with them me. all the okay, time. Okay, that's true. Why We're both here. That? That's true. Okay. But maybe I'm with them more. You're definitely with them more. Yeah, because... Um, for the most part, you've been the one going in and me taking care of them at home. But we now are both working, so it's, um, you know, not the case now. But... Um, what I find for for me is that for me, for me. <laughs> <laughs> who is it that does that? Bill Burr. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, that what I'll do is what I've noticed and what Brandon pointed out to me was that they are not listening, meaning they're not hearing me at all. So what I have to do is go directly to them, get on their level, and talk very sternly to directly to them. Yeah, that one child. Because one kid might know you're talking directly to them because you only have one. <laughs> right. But when you have so many, you have to really get their attention away from whatever else that they could be watching, seeing, doing, and tell them exactly what it is that you want. Also, uh, pick your battles. That's true. So if you, if you constantly are... Say, do this, 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 do this. And it's all on the same level. Even if it's an angry level, do this, do this. It just kind of starts to sound like a whitewash and there's no consequences where what I like to do, which psychiatrists say don't do, is I talk very quietly until I explode with rage. Yes. And so when they know when dad wants you to get something done, because I don't yell, and then I'm saying, well, maybe not yell, but talking sternly. Sometimes I yell. But (laughs) I would say a nice stern talking to with, I mean, there there has to be consequences. Yeah. Right? And that, you know, the the device thing, taking it away. It's taking away the things that matter to them. Like having, for us, that's the biggest thing right now. 
is they they value their their you know hour week or time that they do get if their homework's all done you know uh, on devices and if they have that taken away they're very upset by it. But um, I get it. I get it because it hurts my feelings more than you. Yeah. If my kids ignore me or don't listen to me or disobey me or are disrespectful, I find it very hurtful because I, I feel like I'm. I don't know, because I really go out of my way to yeah. try to be the best I can be. So, but you deal with that a lot of the times. With drugs. With, and and drugs, no. <laughs> that is not true. With anger. You get really anger, angry yeah, well, when you're personally offended by them, but they're kids. Yeah, exactly. You, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. <laughs> I know, but that is the thing. You know, it, it, that is the thing. They're just kids. They don't know that what they say has weight yet they're you know they're just saying they live in the moment you know so whatever they're saying is just whatever they're saying but i will say this also your kids are not your friends that's true you know your kids your job your main job i think as a parent is to make them independent that's it that's it i mean Teaching them love and and how to you know properly love or to receive love or whatever, that has to be. I mean, I think a lot well, of that te- is. I think a lot of that is nature. Yeah. Versus nurture. I know we have such a disagreement with it. Well, I mean, but I, but, I agree but with you, I mean, you have to be. Obviously, you love and affection. I'm sorry. I mean, let me finish my thought. No, here, go ahead. And then you talk. But um, you can't if you're disciplining someone and you've and you've yelled at them or whatever. I think it's always bad to go back and be like, I'm sorry that I lost my temper, I, I think. Really? I know. I do okay. it sometimes, but I... I so we I, had a psychologist friend of ours mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. we don't yell at the people we love. Whatever. Which we have such mixed feelings you, on because... you really yell at only the people you love. <laughs> well, right? Because it's like our favorite movie in the notebook. Of course we're yelling at each other because I can tell you how I really feel and I can tell you when you're being an idiot, right? Yeah, I've never seen that movie. Is that good? <laughs> yes, don't act like you don't know. and love it. Um, but, but it's one of those things like... I don't know. I didn't... I love my parents dearly, but both my parents had they blew up at us. You know, sometimes you get angry. And, and yeah, but that's how it is. Sometimes you get frustrated and angry, and that's human nature to feel that way. So to just cut it off like it's no big deal. I mean, I guess sometimes when I do that, like, yoga out of self thing and I cannot let my kids get at, get my goat, if the, if I can use that expression, I, I, maybe I stay a little more zen sometimes than you do. But I do believe that that is a human nature thing, especially when you get your feelings hurt. Yeah, well, but so back to the to the question. I mean, I just think you have to be stern and you have to get in their face, not get in their face, but get on their level. Yeah, and, and talk directly to them. Yeah, and, and say, look, you're ignoring me. I will not be ignored. Yeah. And if you treat me like this more, then I'm going to take something away from you. I'm going to yeah. take away your device. I'm going to take away YouTube. I'm going to take away everything that you need until you listen to me because I'm the boss, right? <laughs> I provide, you know, I'm food the and boss. shelter. And, and... and you will do what I say in order because you're, it's not like you're you know, torturing them. You're, you're wanting them to do something to make them better. Yeah, and I think the thing that frustrates us the most, too, is that not only am I saying something, I'm not getting any response. You know what I mean? Like if they're ignoring you, that's frustrating when you get no response at all. 
You know what I mean? At least come talk to me, say something. So, yeah, getting on their level and talking directly to them I think is very important. And, you know, telling them, like, our daughter, six-year-old daughter, I have to say, you know what? I'm sorry. You know, I know you want to ignore me and run off and do what you want, but it's time for us to all clean the house together because we can do these things together. And for us, you know, like, we, we go out and do all these awesome adventures and fun things together. And in order for us to do that, we also need to take part in the things around the house. That yeah, to keep the choice. house moving. Because this is a team. And, right? and, you, and you know what's really good for that and yeah. what's really good for that. And that way you don't even have to see if they're listening. Lists. Yes. I'm a big list maker. Lists. I know Brandon makes fun of me sometimes, but he's like, wow, it totally works. He came home one day, I had a list on the bathroom window or bathroom window, mirror, mirror. mirror that said, you know, like, brush your teeth, turn off the water. Wash your face. Clean up your mess. Right. Use the toilet. You know, flush. Wash your hands. Because... <laughs> lift the toilet seat up. Any that was in parentheses. Yes, lift the toilet seat right. up. And you give them a list every day after school. Every day after school. And it and it says the same thing. I mean, no matter how many times I tell them, they forget. So I had started doing these lists that are just like on the side of the fridge. Pick up your list. And it's empty your bag. Wash your hands. Have a snack. And they're in that order for a reason. I get so annoyed when they're not because you've got to empty your stuff and then get all the germs from school off of you and then have your snack and it still won't work look and homework chores those are all on the list too like get the garbage put it out bring the garbage can up get the mail you also have to remember these kids brains they're not formed at all (laughs) (laughs) you know we literally have to teach them how to do everything and you have to say it a hundred times and usually one instruction at a time right we have an entire room in our house devoted just to a place to hang your coat up and put your shoes, and none of them do it. They walk through it every day and then walk upstairs, even though they each have a cubby. Yeah, the mudroom. They come upstairs and they throw their coats on the floor, their bags on the floor, they're still wearing their shoes. No matter how many times. No, and you can say it over and over again. It's like a broken record. So sometimes I often think that they're not even really ignoring, but they're just, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just just tough. Again, you know, BS tips. This is just where we go with it. Um, What was another question we got? Oh, it says how to walk the tightrope of wanting to push your kids into a direction. Like, you know, doing outdoor things or not doing it, whether they're into it or not. Or doing sports. Um, Without being forceful or overbearing. So we have a rule in our house. Yes. um, That Sheila and I talked about. And one of the biggest reasons we talked about, um, I think it's important for kids just to stay active. And it's also also like there have been a lot of studies saying kids need an hour of physical activity every day. I don't know about it. Yeah, okay. Um, but and also another reason is you you got to keep the kids off the heroin, man. <laughs> and that's I'm not even joking. You know, somebody told us that because that we have it's a big problem where yeah. where we live in the Northeast that. You know, because if, we have a small town and a small school. Yeah. And, and we've asked parents about it. Like, how did you keep your parent kids away from that? And the biggest thing that almost all of the parents said to us was keep them active. Our kids care so much about sports and activities that yeah. they wouldn't want to bother with that kind of stuff. And they get bored. Yeah. So and, and it's and it's hard these days because the video games are so awesome. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do with computers and a lot of kids aren't doing anything but just going home. And there's always been kids that don't do sports. Yeah. You know, um, so the rule going I, back to our rule. Yeah. So you got to do two sports a year, just mandatory. You can choose whatever sport you want. We'll take you there. We'll pay for the equipment, whatever. But you got to do two sports a year, meaning yeah. spring and fall. Yeah. And and if you want to do more, <clears throat> by all means, and that doesn't include snowboarding and skiing, which is the winter sport. I'm talking a sport, whether it's soccer, 
football, baseball, basketball. It's it's just mandatory, boy or girl. And you've talked about it not just being a physical activity thing, but having the knowledge and understanding of what it's like to be part of a team. Oh, yeah. Well, to work together as a team, which is what we put, we instill in our family itself. Right. So that's another reason. What do you think you got of being part of a football team? Well, I think team, team mentality is, um, I mean, it's, it's, some of the, it's some of the most challenging behavior that you're going to have to deal with your whole life is dealing with other people competitively. But also, it's so rewarding to be with, and my dad's a big proponent of this, and I might get some eye rolls from this, but... And, and maybe women have it too. I don't know. I can only speak from experience. But there is a male bonding that goes on, especially in contact sports like football or soccer, mm-hmm. where you are willing to sacrifice physical pain for another human being. And I, I, don't, I don't want it to sound like a dumb jockey, but there's something mental in that for young young men and probably women too, where you're saying, hey... For the greater good, and you're not really thinking about this, but it's I think it's being ingrained in you. For the greater good, you are learning that you have to push yourself harder. You have to be in physical pain from running. You get in football, you get you know you, injured you, every play. And I play. think people are going to hear physical pain and think of it as a very much a negative thing. But no, 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 no. It's not necessarily. Pain is good. Yeah, but yeah. It's the only time we grow is from pain. Makes you know you're not dead. Or realize you're not dead yet. But anyways. But, yeah, I, I think that's important, too. And I definitely feel like in sports, for me, I had a – quickly, let me say this. I'm one of three girls raised by a dad who was very much a sports dad and thought he was going to have boys but didn't but still raised us the same way he would have boys. Mm-hmm. So we were very much in – played a lot of sports. My, our dad was always our coach, which I think is so wonderful. And we – I definitely, as a girl, playing sports, had that a lot, bonding um, with girls. When I played with boys, we had – always definitely a bonding and feeling like you were part of a team and that you were, you know, doing something as a team together, accomplishing something together and working all together, which I think is so important. Yep. Definitely. Um, There's there's really, with sports, unless, you know, your child gets injured, there are no negatives. Yeah, agreed. None. None. You get out there, it's good for your brain to exercise. We exercise, you and I, constantly. You know how much better we feel when we do exercise. Yeah. And it's good for the kids. They meet new people. They learn how to interact with people. If you go home and play video games, you get weird. (laughs) It's just true. Okay, but here's the thing, I love video games. Don't get me wrong. I did that for many years, and I was weird. As did I. And I feel like a lot of time... I wasted a lot of time playing video games. Although I did a lot of sports, I could have done a lot better in school if I had not been playing a lot of video games or if that had been uh, regulated for us. Um, The other thing, let me say this, is we have five children. I wouldn't say all of our children are athletically inclined, but they still all play some type of sports. And even if our kids aren't always, like, into it or want to, or I still feel like they do it because, like... All right, like, uh, like maybe even Jake, he finds things about the sport that he likes that even if he's not the greatest at, he finds other things about the sport that he likes. Like he's such a cerebral kid. He he's, thinks about the sport. Well, if this happens and this happens, he makes it like a fun mental game for him, which I think is so interesting. And sometimes they say, I don't want to do both sports or I don't want to do this. I'm like, okay, well, why don't you go for a run? And all of a sudden our oldest has found like this love of running and just being alone. Right. And I think that has helped him. So I think but even I, hiking, I mean, I, I, I don't think, but don't be overbearing, you know, Yeah. just, just lay down the law. You're doing two sports. That's what we do in this household. Yeah. Or and two athletic activities. 
Yeah. I mean, okay, you, you're whatever. putting it on a team sport, but athletic activities. I, I think, think are, team sports are where you, you got to do. Yeah. Well, even running though with track, you're running. You have to, yeah, but so. you can't make it. You can't be like go go jogging right now. You know. But if they go somewhere and there's a coach, and there's other people that they have that they're you know they have to answer to. Mm-hmm. I just think it's very important. And and one way you know, and also if if you just want them to get outside more, you got to limit screen time. Yeah, agreed. And, and, I, and just and just put it up front, right? Say this week you get this much. Yeah. And this it, is a problem that no. I'm sorry, I keep interrupting no, you, but okay. this is a problem that no other generation of parents have really had to deal with. I mean, I guess to my parents extent. had to deal with with TV. The kids would just go in and watch TV all the time, but no, they didn't. You told me that you only had cartoons on Saturday mornings. Yeah, it's true. That was not the case for us. Even my generation, you know. I, I we had video games and we did have a lot of we had a lot of TV so we definitely had that but now it's not only video games and TV there's like YouTube millions of video games yeah. YouTube there's social media there's so much stuff that we as parents have to limit it and I think that that is important the other thing I was going to say is that although our kids fight us on it they get very frustrated when we say TV time device time is done for the day they get very frustrated for the first 15 minutes but then all of a sudden they're playing laser tag together. They're all going outside trying to go on an adventure somewhere. They make a picnic together. It's like suddenly they're like, oh, no, we have to use our brains. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they do it together and have fun together with it, which I think is awesome. And so important. I think the answer to the question is you need to be forceful and overbearing <laughs> in order to get them <laughs> Talk outside. Talk to them, get them doing something physical and athletic. I think that's that's important, definitely. And in the long run, they'll thank you. They may think you suck right then. Yeah. But who cares? But, uh, yeah, I think it, it's so important for their brains to get their blood pumping, even if it's running outside with their sibling, whatever it is. Our time is almost up. Is there anything you want to touch? Congratulations to my sister and my brother-in-law for their, their new baby girl. Right. Number two, and the, the, the crazy world of navigating with um, two kids is going to be nutty. So if you have any questions, once again, email us at... Uh, MyWilliamsBrood at iCloud.com. And follow us on Instagram at, at MyWilliamsBrood.